Welcome to the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. Are you ready to amplify and improve your life? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we have unfiltered conversations with inspiring people who take on challenges and are here to share with us their wisdom from their journey. We talk about how doing hard things enable all of us to adequately deal with life struggles and challenges and to ultimately improve the quality of our lives. Welcome to another episode of the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. In this episode, we're going to be talking about purpose and clarity and the importance of clarity in our lives. And the first part of this podcast is going to be me just talking about a couple concepts, and then it's going to transition into an interview that I did with Dr. Charles Quinn on the Graduate Warriors radio program. It's a local radio program, uh, and the premise behind the radio show is to help veterans dealing with uh, PTSD, and no matter who you are, whether you're a veteran or not, the message will be useful to anyone. It's four strategies to find your purpose. So when we think about purpose, it's important to have clarity. And a good friend of mine gave me a great analogy about a compass and having clarity. So if you were to draw a circle on a piece of paper and you were to put a north-seeking arrow pointing directly to the top of the page, that would be your true north. That is your clarity. That is, you know, ultimately, what it, it, it's extreme focus in your health and wellness, your ability to create wealth, your relationships. You're doing what it is you're designed to do, your connection with God and the universe. Okay, these things are incredibly important. Without clarity, it's going to be difficult for you to make decisions in life. It's going to, you're going to feel out of alignment and life decision, life decisions are far easier when you have clarity in your life. And those are the core four areas of your life, your health and wellness, affluence and wealth creation, relationships, your design and purpose. That's what I teach uh, to my students. So without clarity, it's going to be very difficult for you to feel congruent and connected and you're going to have a lot more options and you're going to be swayed by opinion more. When you don't have clarity in life, then other people's opinions sway you more because you're not clear. You don't make good financial decisions. You don't make good relationship decisions. Think of a time in your life where things weren't going so well. You're probably doing things that you didn't want to be doing. You're probably hanging around people you shouldn't have been hanging around with. And it's because you weren't clear on, on who you are. Some people can find clarity earlier in life. And I, I know I'm personally jealous of that. It's uh, finding clarity in my life has been, you know, it, it, it's kind of ebbed and flowed. I knew at an early age in my life that I wanted to join the military. But then later, as I was transitioning, I didn't know what I was going to do. And that was very unsettling. And so when you when there's uncertainty and you're not clear, you're going to feel unsettled and out of alignment. So going back to our compass, draw a circle, uh, an arrow pointing north, that is your clarity. To the east, an arrow pointing to the left, okay, that's your, that's your commitment, that is your why. What is the reason why that you do the things that you do? You have to have a compelling reason for the things that you do. Without a solid why statement, when things get difficult or when obligation and distraction gets in the way. If your why isn't powerful enough, you're going to capitulate, right? So if you have a strong why, 
in anything that you do, when you're, when you're achieving a goal or objective or a meaningful pursuit, if you have a strong why, it will enable you to not get distracted. One of the problems we have in our society is there's so many opportunities and options out there. It almost feels like sensory overload sometimes. When you're committed to a goal, you have to have that why. Now, if you were to point an arrow south, you know, so on your circle, you're drawing a line at the bottom of the page now, that is your southern arrow, okay? That's pointing south. Consistency. You've got to show up with a level of consistency. Oftentimes, we will start something, but when it gets difficult or we get distracted by something else, we basically quit. The highest performing people show up consistently and they're disciplined about showing up day in, day out. There's magic in the mundane. So although it's not sexy sometimes to do some of the basic things, those things are incredibly important. So having a level of consistency to see something through over time. And then if you draw an arrow to the right side of the paper, pointing west, it's your west arrow, would be confidence. Okay, confidence. Fear holds us back. Fear of, of opinions of other people, fear of failure. Those things hold us back from taking bold action. And people that are highly successful, they embrace fear. They know the importance of fear. I was listening to a couple podcasts earlier this week and there was a conversation with Seth Godin, and he talked about the question should be, what would we do if we know that we wouldn't fail? We're such a, uh, a f- our society is so focused on, on uh, has a fear of failing. But what, what he asked is, what, what would you do if you knew that you would fail? Because chances are people aren't doing that. If you failed forward and learned lessons and actually achieved, you would actually have something compelling and probably solve a problem or have added value in some capacity. Another episode, it was Joe Rogan talking to Elon Musk about space travel. And Joe, Joe asked Elon, what does it feel like when you see your multi-million dollar rockets explode? You know, all the time and energy all the millions of dollars that you've put into this project to see it explode as we're trying to, as they're trying to get to, you know, to Mars. And what Elon said was, well, it feels weird if it doesn't explode. That we're, what he said was we're expecting it to explode. We're pushing the limits. We want it to fail. That's where we get knowledge. So what I would have you consider is you should apply maybe some of those principles to your life. Try new things. If you're out of alignment and you don't know what your purpose is or you don't have a passionate hobby, you got to try new things and you got to fail forward until you find that thing that makes you feel alive, that gives you that sense of purpose. And sometimes your purpose changes through throughout your life. A very important aspect of high performance coaching and something that I take my students through is defining our purpose statement. Defining our life's purpose in a singular statement is regarded as a must-do activity in personal development. So many people don't have a purpose statement, but you need to have a purpose statement. That way, when something comes into your life and you've got to make a decision, you know whether or not it's in alignment with with who you are. The challenge is that you can have different purposes in different parts of your life. Earlier in my life, I just wanted to join the Army and be a soldier. My purpose changed a little bit when I had kids. Now that I'm transitioning at the end of my career, I'm I'm a high performance coach. Those all have have my my roles have, have changed. Oftentimes people, they obsess about their overall life's purpose and simply don't realize that living each day with purpose and meaning is the ultimate goal, regardless as if you're clear on your overall life plan or purpose. Happiness can only be found in the present moment. But having your purpose statement 
will help keep you alignment and keep you focused in, in the present. So let me read to you my purpose statement. The purpose of my life is to be fully alive and present, to be intentional and appreciate my loved ones, to use my talents and abilities to make the world a better place. I inspire and challenge people to raise their ambition and to live a more disciplined life so they too can add value and live a more purposeful and fulfilling life. That is my purpose statement. Do you have a purpose statement? This is something that uh, it's a critical part of my one-on-one coaching and my group coaching. And if you don't have purpose and you don't have clarity, it's easy to feel unsettled. When I when I work with clients, the first thing that we need to find, you're trying to find your ways, you got to pull up that compass and you got to find your clarity. What is it that you specifically want in life? And sometimes you just need to unplug from everything for a little bit and just kind of go and, and find yourself. I'm going to be hosting some experiences soon where I'm going to have individuals and groups basically come down with me in an outdoor setting and on an overland trip or a maybe like a outdoor wilderness experience, maybe a canoe trip and some camping trip and some hiking, getting connected with nature and doing some coaching and offering some experiences to get people connected with their clarity. Because the more that I've worked with people, the more that I've found that if we can figure out what it is that you truly want in life and get that north seeking arrow, recalibrate that compass, then you're off to the races. And that's what people need. And sometimes we just need to unplug and uh, get reconnected with ourselves because we're at various stages in our life transitioning. I wanted to take a quick break and invite you to an exclusive community I host called The Forge. One of my favorite proverbs is, as iron sharpens iron, so one man does another. The Forge is a mastermind, a community of men and women who are invested in their personal growth and development. They want to improve themselves, to be better husbands, to be better wives, to be better parents to their kids, to add value to their team and lead better at work, and to add more value into their community. In The Forge, I teach principles and habits of the world's highest achievers and performers, and as a group, we identify goals, develop strategies to achieve them, and hold one another accountable. We focus on improving our health, our wellness, our wealth, our relationships, and living in alignment with our purpose. We work together to focus on what truly matters and have a place where we can discuss difficult topics about life. If you're interested in learning more, go on over to www.jteagues.com forward slash community where you can learn more about The Forge. You can learn more about my one-on-one coaching experience, sign up for the newsletter, and check out the blog while you're at it. Now back to the show. I want to read to you a piece by John David Mann called The Eighth Day of the Week. Someday when I have the time, I'm going to... Someday when I have the money, I'm going to. Have you ever said that? Someday? It's a way we have of reinforcing the illusion that the future is safely far removed and that it, that it doesn't really touch us. It's a lie. Not an intentional, willful deception, but a lie nonetheless. Let's say that someday I'm going to travel around the world. If that's really true, if I absolutely intend for that to happen, then I'm making plans. If it's not practical today for me to just up and circumnavigate, I can look at what needs to happen first and second and third to end up with that result. When I set that process in motion, the words someday disappear. I'm making it happen today, right now. In a very real sense, I'm already taking the trip. It may be three years before we actually take the trip, but the words someday no longer apply. So I stop using them. When I say someday, I'm not really talking about the future. 
The future is a reality that I'm connected to by what I'm doing right now. Someday is about some vague possibility that I'm not going to take seriously. Someday is not a vision of my future. Someday is a fantasy, nothing more. Here's the damage we do with this illusion. We give weight that our someday fantasies will squeeze some sense of enjoyment from them as if they were real and thereby give ourselves permission to take no practical action whatsoever while we swim in the comforting sense that those someday scenarios will move closer to the unfolding present on their own. Someday, the eighth day of the week, the only day that never comes. This is the day, this one, right here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any reverence for life, for time, quit squandering it. You've got to get connected with your purpose. You've got to find your north-seeking arrow. We're wasting so much precious time, and every one of us has an hourglass full of sand, and we all have different amount of sand. We don't know when you know that last bit of sand is going to run out, and it's going to be our last. So if you have reverence for time, please take the time. Find your purpose statement. No more some days. Put the things that you want to do on paper, create a vision board, create an action plan. Because these things aren't just going to magically happen to you without taking some form of action. So no more some days. We're removing that from our vocabulary. And if you need help with your purpose statement, if you need help with your vision, you always have the forge. You can reach out to me for some one-on-one, some group coaching, and I'll be more than happy to help you. But please, my challenge to you is to take a pen and paper, unplug, go get connected with nature, and figure out what it is that you want to do in life. What is it specifically that you want? That clarity, finding that no-seeking arrow is going to really, really get you back on track, get you reconnected. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and transition to the Graduate Warrior Radio Program. Where I had, where I was invited by Dr. Charles Quinn and Whiteline Becker to come on their show, and we talk about four strategies to help you find your purpose. Good morning, and welcome to our program for this week, Graduate Warriors Program. With us, we have Captain Jay Teagues from Port Leonard Wood. Good to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. And also, we have Charles Quinn. Good morning, Gary. And good to have you back. It is also exciting to be here. And Wileen Becker is not with us this week due to a family health situation. Yes. So we know that she'll be back in a couple of weeks. So That's true. She sends her regards. All right. So uh, what are we going to talk about? I'll start with you, Captain Teagues. What uh, are we going to talk about today? Yeah, this morning I want to talk about uh, purpose and having a sense of purpose. A lot of people have fallen out of alignment with their purpose and I wanted to kind of talk about the importance of that and then give some people that may not have a sense of purpose like four strategies to help them maybe get realigned uh, so in order to have purpose do you have to have a plan about something or some goal or or what yeah a a sense of purpose is it should be something that um, makes you excited about getting out of bed it should be something if, if it's something that you skip meals over um, or what uh, there's there's a book called uh, the subtle art of not giving enough by Mark Manson a very popular book and he talks about like it's the things that you skip meals over and forget going to the bathroom over those are the things that truly truly make you feel alive 
and um, and and just excited about life, and that should be in, in alignment with your purpose. There's a lot of things that we do that are more like obligations um, or a sense of design, things that are intentions that someone else wants us to do. And oftentimes we kind of get caught up in doing things for other people that aren't in line with who we are. And when you do that too much, then you start to lose your sense of purpose and mm-hmm. you become unhappy and miserable. All right. Run into a lot of people in that uh, regard. Uh, Charles? Yeah, definitely, Gary. And uh, as uh, Captain Jay said, you can get to a point that you're, you're doing something routinely, but something inside of you is is that, that if I may say, that, 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 that spiritual baby that has been birthed in you to, to, to bring forth. But you can do great things. Or you can do good things, and you can do it for a long time. But at the same time, you still can have that... that agitation that something is there's there's more to life that i'm not yet living and and so often we get used to telling our life what we want it to do and still allowing our life to speak to us and tell us what it has been doing so that's when purpose comes comes in what if you have had a sense of purpose but then are not so um so uh excited about it anymore you know, you don't give up that meal. You know, you don't give up that bathroom break that you're not as excited. Uh, I think when people lose their purpose, they're they're either doing work. And I look at my my military career. There's some jobs that I I love being in the military, but there's some jobs that I really did not look forward to. It was hard to get up out of bed for. Mm-hmm. And then there are other jobs that I absolutely I was so excited uh, about doing that work. And now that I'm in the end of my career and I know so many veterans struggle with like, what is the purpose that like, how can I fulfill that sense of purpose that I felt in the military beyond service? And what I've realized as I developed my own purpose statement was the things that I've done in the army that were part of my purpose were I like to teach. I like to coach. I like to mentor. Those types of jobs were the jobs that I got up out of the morning. I was just really excited about doing but other jobs where I worked on on staff or operations, not so excited uh, about. And so what I realized is after the military, what I need to be doing is probably coaching and instructing and teaching because that's what I really love to do in, in the Army. Okay. All right. So uh, when it comes to purpose for people who do not have a purpose or a strong purpose in life, something to propel them onward, what is your suggestion? Yeah, so uh, there, there's a couple strategies, but what, one thing that to take in consideration is people have three aspirations. The aspirations of being, relating, and, and creation. As far as being is concerned, it's our overall well-being. We as people need to feel good. We need to be healthy. We need to have uh, a set of values that, that we like to live. Uh, that's your being aspiration. And people, when they feel healthier, they feel more vibrant as a person, uh, they're generally happier. As far as relating people, we're, we're social creatures by nature. And definitely with this, this year of COVID, we're, <laughs> we, we really have taken that for granted. And we're noticing that with the social distancing, like how much of an effect that's having on everyone. But people need to have a sense of community. They need to be cared for. They need to be, and that's why being in the military is great because you're part of that, that fraternity, right? Um, so having that relating aspiration. And then finally, humans need to have a sense of, of creation. We, 
We build with our hands. We create arts. Maybe it's creating a, a, a mission or, or uh, a, a movement of some kind, but we have to create something meaningful that adds value to everyone else. So those are three components that you really need to look at. Like, are you living healthy? Are you living your true values? Are you among a community of people that care about you, that share your same passions? And are you creating something that matters to make the world a better place? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of hard uh, to um, kind of maintain a purpose during the COVID-19 pandemic well, that we're having, Charles? Give, let me give you a, a little small analysis I was thinking about, thinking of as uh, Captain Jay was talking is you can kind of go through life and you can develop uh, goals and you can have different jobs. And, and I would consider that the shell. Uh, as uh, Captain, uh, Captain Jay was saying, he was in the military. You're in the military but you're doing the job and you're doing a great job. But beneath that, you see a consistency. Everywhere you go, you may have a different job, different function, on staff, online, or whatever the case may be. But in the midst of all that, you see there is a certain uh, consistency. So you can develop the shell of, of doing a great job, but I believe that net in the middle of that shell is the purpose that you have. So you kind of, you, you go, you adapt to whatever mission you have to do. You, you want to do a great job on it, depending on the person. But beneath that all, even though you may be in the field, on the line, on the staff, whatever the case may be, you still see that love to teach or that love uh, to mentor and all these different things. I believe that's the purpose that you can kind of uh, in-house within you, but the shell is basically, hey, look, I'm adapting to life and I'm, I'm living life and I want to do a great job at that. But beneath that, once you take off that shell, then that, that nut is basically that purpose that has been embedded in you. I think you touched on this uh, a little bit earlier, but Captain, when people start to transition out of the military, how do you hold on to that purpose or how do because you know you have a purpose in the military there are things as you mentioned you like to do um, and other missions that perhaps are not as exciting or you you don't really like to do it but you do do it but after you know you transition or you're transitioning out of the military how do you maintain a, a purpose a sense of purpose I think the best way to do it is to really analyze, look at your career, whether you spent a couple years in the military or you did, you know, you did 20 plus. Identify the things during that time frame that you really enjoyed doing and adopt that role model mindset because serving in the military, nearly every veteran, even, even, even the, the E4 and below, we have leadership skills that have been developed in us. So we have a, we have all raised our right hand and we all have a sense of service. I think it's incumbent upon us as the veteran community, especially with, with the, I, I just see a, a void in leadership in our society uh, of good value. Um, and I think, I think you identify the things that truly brought you joy and happiness in the military, the things that you enjoyed doing, and then find that in the civilian community through volunteerism and adopt that role model mindset. Um, and, and, and be a leader in your local community, whether that be volunteerism through one of your favorite, could be a veterans organization, it could be, you know, leading a, a softball team, it could be getting involved in your church, getting involved in like community leadership, but find something where you're adding value and, and creating and, 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 you know, just giving back. All right. Would you uh, agree with that? Sure. Definitely. Totally agree with that. And, and, and as he was talking, it's, it's one of the, um, 
it's one of the ingredients that we try to give to those who may be even considering suicide is find that sense of purpose, you know. But as he was also talking, I, I was reminded of the fact that there's one philosopher who said, no self. I was in the military. I was in the chemical corps. I was in the military uh, intelligent uh, portion of it as well. But when you take off the suit and you take off those different jobs, who are you as a person? And I think you can lose your identity in the midst of that. But as you begin to transition out, and even before that, who are you as a person? Who am I, Charles? Who am I as a person? And when you establish that, then you can establish what is my God-given purpose in life? What legacy do I want to leave behind? Is it all about me or am I giving back to the community? What am I leaving behind when I leave this earth? What would be said about mm -hmm. Charles? What did I do to the for the community? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed that you've got some notes there, uh, Captain. Uh, what other topic uh, dealing with purpose do you want to talk about? I think about? something that we often overlook is we are very busy as a society. You wake up in the morning, you're getting your kids out the door for whatever they got to do. Um, you go off to work and you're working your nine to five and you come home, you have all these other obligations and you lay your head on the pillow at night and you're just like, man, I got all these things done. I achieved a lot today, but I still feel empty. And I feel like I didn't, I didn't, people didn't, people often go through the day and they don't feel the day and they feel it, it's obligation to get all these things done but they didn't slow down to take those moments to connect with the kids. Like you're getting them off to school and, you know, you give them that awkward side hug and, you know, pat them off and they're running off the bus. Stop and, and slow down time for a minute and like actually engage with them for just an extra minute. Give them a good hug. Mm -hmm. Tell them that you're proud of them. Mm -hmm. um, when you come home at night to see your significant other, like plant that kiss. Like, you know, hey, I'm happy to see you, you know, and, and really feel the day. Because oftentimes we're running around, you know, and getting so much done, but we're not really slowing down to really enjoy those moments, having good conversation, good connections. So I think that's really important. All right. So stop and smell the roses. Absolutely. <laughs> Would be kind of cover what you yeah. said there. Yeah, definitely. Not that you have to sniff flowers, but, <laughs> but you get the idea, you know, you um, you're, have a, pace, a fast paced life and Absolutely. Don't really stop to enjoy it. Absolutely. You got or to slow find, down to enjoy it, I and should that's, say. And that's so true. you got to find yourself in the moment because if not, you're thinking about what I have to do next, which mm -hmm. is futuristic or regretting what you didn't do, and now you're living in the past. Mm -hmm. So being in that moment, being able to really – because you can get to a point that your, your brain in the process of trying to uh, uh, assist you from thinking about things over and over again, it begin to create these patterns and sometimes you can drive from point A to point B and you've done it so long that you begin to, you get to point B and, and, and don't even realize that there was so much that you missed in the process. And, and when you begin to stop and smell the roses, you begin to like, I didn't know the house was there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know they just did that new construction. Mm -hmm. So you get so used to going from point A to point B that it becomes second nature to a point that you're not smelling the roses. Yeah. You're just driving. You know, so yes, definitely stop and, and smell those roses. Take that time and enjoy life. And, and as you said, this pandemic has given us a new, uh, a, a new start, a, a new look at life, a, a new uh, sort of like a, a reset of looking at priorities and, and establishing what is important to, really to me, my family. You know, the things that I do, the, the, the legacy that I'm leaving behind, and all these different things is so very important. Mm -hmm. You know. I have uh, triplet 12-year-old daughters, 
And they're very oh, much that's in. Right, you remind me. They're very much in their. Yeah, you got. It. They're, they're very much in their electronics. So I'll uh-huh. come home in the evening sometimes, and sometimes you know I'll find myself like scrolling on my phone. You know, one's on the TV playing their video game. They, they all have their own electronic device, and sometimes it's like, okay, hey. Let's, uh, in about 15 minutes, let's put these away and let's just spend some quality time together. Or what I've really liked doing is having a family meal. We cook dinner together and we actually have dinner. There's no electronics during that time. It's, you know, 30 minutes of good conversation. And it's, it's, it's just a, it's just a, just that 30 minutes. You can get a lot of connection in that short amount of time. I often go to the restaurants and I see people, the whole family is like on their electronic devices and they're not mm-hmm. connecting. That's a moment that you're missing out on that you could really connect with your family. Exactly. I've seen couples come into a store, you know, come in the, the front door and walking together and both of them are on cell phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if they were talking to each other <laughs> on these cell phones, you know? Right next to each other. <laughs> I've done that with a group of people, like we'll be at a restaurant together. This is like more pre-COVID, but everyone's got their cell phones. Okay, let's put them in a pile. The first one to pick up their cell phone picks up the tab for everyone else. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. I didn't try that. <laughs> Not too many people wanted to do that. They'll be, exactly. they'll be sweating and shaking. Got to get my- <laughs> but those are, the, those are the moments. Those are uh-huh. you know, making connection and going back with the aspiration of, of relating with people. It's those, those human connections and, and, and connecting with one another is really important. And that really helps you with your stay in alignment with your purpose and happiness. All right. Definitely. Anything and, else to add? No, I, I, I truly believe, and in, in kind of bringing the spiritual aspect of it is, uh, we were created for purpose, and we have to know what that purpose is, or we'll find ourselves, you know, going through life and still responding to life. We find ourselves just reacting to situations, but when you understand that you've been created for purpose, what is that purpose? If a knife has been created to cut things and then you start getting that knife and digging holes and beating on uh, trees or nailing nails or whatever the case may be, it's out of purpose. And then you find yourself destroying something that would have been great in purpose. If it was stuck to its purpose, it would have been great as cutting and slicing and dicing. But now you've gotten a knife and you're trying to dig a hole and you're cutting, you know, you're, you're beating nails and different things like that. Of course, you're going to destroy the knife in the process. And a lot of people can be destroyed because they're not living in purpose. Mm. All right, gentlemen, thank you. And Wileen isn't with us, but we do have her uh, on a recording giving us some phone numbers for people who may need uh, mental health counseling or other mental health uh, help. There's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline phone number at 1-800-273-8255, or you can text 838-255. There's a warm line in Jefferson City at 1-800-374-2138. There's the Homeless Veteran Hotline at 1-877-424-3838. There's a VA Columbia Behavioral Health Green Team at 573-814-6486 in Missouri, Department of Mental Health at 573-751-4122. Fort Leonard Wood has an excellent mental health facility. And always contact your local mental health resources, Gary. So, Captain Teagues, you have a website you mentioned. Yeah, I do. I I like to work with uh, transitioning veterans and and business leaders. And what I do is a mindset coaching. My website's www.jteagues.com. It's J-A-Y-T-I-E-G-S.com. Charles, any final word? No, just uh, living in purpose. I, I think once you find that purpose your life will be just so much, I think, so much rewarding if you can find purpose. 
And it's very important. If you have problems, fine. Get in contact with people like uh, Captain Jay and, and different things like that. Get in contact with the graduate warriors, and we can, you know, kind of help steer you and guide you into finding that purpose in life. All right. Well, thanks for being here this week. We're going to talk to both of you next week. Great. Thank you. On the program. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you've made it this far, thank you. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share the message. We're trying to get the word out there to help people live a better life. And if you want to take another step, you want to find, you want to connect with other people, like-minded people, feel free to go to my website, www.jtigs.com. Reach out, connect with the community, join the forge. You can reach out to me for one-on-one coaching. We're going to have some experiences. So check out the website, and if you want to join the newsletter to keep you up to date on events, just sign up on the website, and uh, every every week I send out a newsletter. So that does it for this week. In the meantime, keep doing hard things. Mm-hmm.